You're listening to the Emotional Abuse Recovery Podcast, episode number 56. Today, I wanted to discuss a topic that I know a lot of my listeners experience, and that is the loss of relationships with friends and family after the breakup. I went through this myself, and I know that deep sense of pain and betrayal, and I know how crushing it feels to watch people who you thought loved and care about you side with someone who hurt you. And I know also how absolutely lonely it feels when people you believed always had your back turn their back to you. So today, as always, we're going to put the focus back on you. After all, you know that we cannot control other people, their behaviors, or what they think. So in order to feel okay, we have to work with what's inside of us. Putting that focus on other people only brings us more pain, more sadness, more anger, more frustration when those people don't show up for us how we think they should. So if this happened to you, stay with me because I'm going to be diving deep into how to best deal with this using what's already inside of you. Welcome to the Emotional Abuse Recovery Podcast, a podcast specifically designed to help you heal after a toxic or narcissistic relationship. This podcast teaches you to use your subconscious mind to go from feeling stuck to set free. In here, you will learn how to use the power of your own mind to free yourself from emotional pain, move forward with confidence, and experience the inner peace you deserve in your healing journey after emotional abuse. I'm your host and subconscious reprogramming coach, Allison Dagny, so let's get started. First of all, thanks for being here with me today on a brand new episode of the Emotional Abuse Recovery Podcast. I love sharing this information that I have with you to help you along your journey, and I think this is a common topic that a lot of us struggle with. When you've been emotionally abused and there is an end to that relationship, what we often don't fully expect is an end to the other relationships that were extensions of that one, friend groups, family members, and even in-laws, in some cases, work friends too. Wasn't it painful enough? to experience the breakup or divorce. Now we're losing other people too. People we never expected to lose. People who we thought were loyal to us or who would believe us no matter what. But it's a reality for so many survivors. And in this reality, we have a lot of lessons and a lot of healing to do. If you're anything like me, I'm sure you can relate. I wrote in my book about this, how my longtime sister-in-law, who I was very close to, was being used by my ex-husband's narcissistic family to get to me. Right after our separation, she and I were still communicating. We were still going to lunches together and talking. We were really trying to carefully navigate how to still be friends with my impending divorce. It was really awkward and a lot of times confusing. But one thing I knew for sure was that our relationship was solid in the past, and I loved her dearly. The problem was she was still in that family. She was still a part of them, and she was still being influenced and manipulated by them. I don't blame her anymore, but when I realized that she was reporting information back to the family, I had to end our friendship and our relationship. And this was extremely painful for me because we were so close and I didn't want to believe that she would betray me. I know now that her betrayal was influenced by my ex-husband's family and I no longer blame her for this, but this was something I had to work through. Just like how 
many of our mutual friends chose to side with my ex. Other married couples that we were friends with chose sides too, and a lot of them chose him for whatever reason that might be. My in-laws, who I once believed loved and cared about me, began to show their true colors. They testified against me in court. They were saying negative things about me and continued to spread lies in our community and to other people. And for me, this was a major blow. All of it was a huge loss of a lot of people who once took up a really significant amount of space in my life and in my heart. Can you relate to this too? If so, I'm really sorry because I know how much this hurts. You know, one thing that many survivors of emotional abuse believe when we're experiencing this kind of new dynamic of extended relationships after the breakup is that the people who once loved us will always love us. So this is a difficult thing to process when these people show up not only not loving us, but hurting us betraying us or siding with someone who hurt us and betrayed us. So as we process this, a lot of other emotions start to surface. And if you've listened to me before, you know that emotions are a product of your subconscious mind. The thoughts you think, oftentimes unknowingly, are what create those emotions inside of you. So let's think about this for a minute. If you have someone in your life who you believed would always be there for you, yet now they're ghosting you, or now they're siding with the person who abused you, or dismissing your feelings, or even going on a smear campaign about you. It's likely that you're going to be extremely emotional about that, and that's totally normal. You might feel sadness, anger, embarrassment, or pain. You might not be able to stop thinking about it, and you might have trouble concentrating or being present with the people who you really care about because it's taking up so much mental and emotional energy. The emotions that you're feeling are simply because of this. You are believing something in your subconscious mind that is creating those emotions. Now listen, this isn't woo-woo. This is brain science. This is how your brain is wired. So if you're believing that people should be loyal to you, and they in fact are not loyal to you, then that is where you start experiencing negative emotions because reality is disagreeing with what's going on inside of you. So it's really important to understand that as long as you keep believing that people should be different than they are, you will be suffering emotionally. And why is this? Because we cannot control how other people act. We can't control what they say, how they think, how they show up. We can only control what's happening inside of ourselves. So continuing to allow subconscious beliefs to run on repeat in your mind is actually the one thing that keeps you stuck in those negative emotions. When you release those beliefs, you can release the emotions too. When we are stuck in these kinds of emotions, we experience heartache. We want people to hear us. We may yearn for acceptance. We can't stop thinking about it. And when all that is happening, we cannot be at peace. So if you've lost people in your life after the breakup, how do you deal with it? You can do what a lot of people do and just keep trying to explain yourself and get through to them. You can talk till you're blue in the face defending yourself. You can distract yourself. You can ignore it. You can hope they come around. Or you can do the one thing that's in your control. Rewire your own internal thought programs that are causing the pain. Because their actions are not what's causing the pain. It's what you believe about their actions that makes you hurt. 
So when you shift this, when you can start looking at different possibilities, you can start to change how you feel. I did this for myself when I lost a close friend after my divorce. Remember thinking things like, she should know better and she shouldn't take his side. But believing this only kept me suffering when she didn't know better and she did take his side. I remember reprogramming these thoughts and starting to consider other possibilities like, well, maybe she shouldn't know better because she's never experienced a covert narcissist before. And how could she see through him like I did without this kind of experience? And I remember shifting my thinking to instead of she shouldn't take his side to maybe it's just as possible she should take his side because now I know where our friendship really stands and really stood all this time, that our friendship was not as authentic as I thought, and I'm not in the business of having fake friends, so maybe that could have been a blessing for me. When I did this over and over again, about all the different subconscious beliefs that I had, and believe me, there was a lot, there was this heavy weight lifted from my shoulders. I felt so much more at ease and even really empowered. I know I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be, and I trust that life is happening for me and not to me. I didn't want to be an eternal victim, and believing the things that were keeping me in pain were definitely keeping me in that victim mode. Was I a victim? Sure I was, but I also knew that I didn't want that to be my identity forever. I needed and wanted to feel empowered to be who I am, accept my circumstances, and find the benefits to my life and all things that have happened to me. And this changed my entire attitude and my entire outlook and my entire reality. It helped me see others in a new light as well as myself. I was at peace even when other people show up as who they are. I was content even when things were happening around me that most people would say should upset me. It wasn't happening that way because I reprogrammed the automatic thoughts. I took charge of my thoughts, which allowed me to take charge of my emotions. Again, the only thing in my control. So let me ask you this. What does it cost you to keep wishing and hoping that those lost friends and family members should have acted differently? Are you holding on to a past that prevents you from experiencing new, authentic people in your life? Are you dwelling on a belief that all that time was wasted? And if so, what does that gain you? What do you get from believing those friendships were wasted? What parts weren't wasted? For most people, resistance to letting go gives them something positive. Like, if it wasn't wasted, that means I wasn't authentic in the relationship. But even that is a subconscious belief that you can question and find evidence against. I understand that losing people who are such a big part of your life is so very painful and difficult. I understand why this is. There can be other things at play here, like what you make it mean that those relationships ended or that they chose the other person. Are you making it mean that you weren't good enough? Or maybe for you, you're making it mean that you should have done something differently Whatever it is that is going to be unique to you because of your personal programming. So remember, programming is just all the things that you were made to believe about yourself and life and people from uh, your life, your upbringing, and your personal experiences. Everyone has different programming. 
that's why no two people are exactly alike and why no two people believe exactly the same things. When you can fully understand this, not only are you empowered to change yourself, you allow for more compassion and understanding for others because they're just programmed that way. This isn't about good or bad or right or wrong or condoning behavior. It's about programming. The same way that you know that dogs bark and cats meow. This is how they are programmed to behave. Expecting a cat to bark and a dog to meow isn't realistic and doesn't change the outcome. They will still be what they're programmed to be. From a human perspective, we can change our programming. And because you're listening to this right now, you have the power to change it for yourself, which will bring you more ease, more self-assurance, more peace, more contentment, and my favorite, indifference to the world around me. The practice of reprogramming your mind takes consistency, but first it takes awareness. Awareness is number one. When you are aware of your thoughts, you can be empowered to change them. If you're not aware, you can't change anything. So I'll leave you with this today. Go about your day and pay attention to your thoughts. When you feel any negative emotion pop up, look at that as a signal. Go back to it and think, what specifically am I thinking right now when I'm feeling this emotion? And if you're able to, write it down. Then come back to it later and inspect it. My favorite question from Diana Johnson, my teacher and the creator of Rapid Reprogramming, this powerful tool that I use with all my clients, my favorite question is, what else is possible? When you start adding this to your regular thought patterns, you'll start to experience shifts you never realized were available to you. All right, I hope this episode has been helpful to you. And if you would like trauma-informed, personalized support from me in my one-on-one coaching program, just send me a DM on Instagram or Facebook, or you can email me at allison at wintearsleavescars.com, or you can just schedule a free consultation from the link in the show notes on this podcast. Thanks for being here, and I'll talk to you next week. Thank you for being here with me today in the Emotional Abuse Recovery Podcast. I hope you found value here with me. If this podcast episode was helpful to you, I'd love for you to hit subscribe and leave me a review. My goal is to help you go from feeling stuck to set free. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook, and you can check out whentearsleavescars.com for more resources and information to help you with your own emotional abuse recovery. Until next time, here's to believing in